Spurs rookie Jeremy Sohan is getting some love from the NBA. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to a Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's morphin' time. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, hey, Spurs rookie, Jeremy Sohan. We're going to give him some love today right here on Lockdown Spurs. Why, you may ask? Well, he didn't win the December 2022 Rookie of the Year Award for the West, but he did get nominated. We're going to be uh, getting our reaction to that. What did his numbers look like last month? Uh, why is he getting that recognition and kind of project what we think he might uh, still develop into in his rookie season. And also, we're going to briefly touch on Devin Vassell and that left knee. Yeah, he's still listed on the IR ahead of last night's game versus the Knicks. And thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Who is joining me today? He is Rudy Compass of Sweep the League. Rudy, you must love coming on these shows instead of having to wait for a game to be over. So yeah. usually the yeah the morning shows are are really really good the preview shows but I don't mind the afterwards uh, the pre or uh, post game shows either because then I get to rip on them if I need to be. There you go. Hey, we're not going to be talking about a dookie. Does that sound good? He still brought it up, so it doesn't really help the fact. <laughs> the streak continues, Jeff. The streak continues. What I meant is, is, is it? Is, can we call it a bunt? You know, can we call it a foul? Let's put it that way, a foul. Because it really wasn't. It was just to make you aware that a dookie won't be a spotlight player. Are you okay with Baylor, though? Is Baylor all right? Uh, I have no problems with Baylor. We've had issues okay. with them in the uh, collegiate levels of Carolina, but I have no problems with them. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sweep the League. By the way, are you feeling better? No, the last time you were on, you were still under the weather. Yeah, my my flu podcast was uh, the most uh, listened to podcast on Lockdown Spurs history, as Jordan's flu game was. But I'm feeling a, little, a lot better. Just the uh, the voice is still getting to be worked on some here. All right, well, you heard Rudy. Uh, he's not feeling well still, so make sure to let him know you're um, hoping he gets better fast, so he can be 100. percent And with that, we'll keep this short and sweet, Rudy. We we, do, we want you to get nice <laughs> and healthy moving forward. So as you heard, Rudy. Jeremy Sohan, uh, he did not win the NBA's Rookie of the Month award for December 22 of the for the Western Conference, but he did get nominated. In case you're wondering, the award went to the Kings rookie. Uh, who was that kid's name? Like Keegan Murray, excuse me. Yeah. So he got the award. But nevertheless, Rudy, you know, you're seeing Sohan get that recognition. Uh, you, you know, to get nominated by the NBA and the voters, you know, that's just really good. They're seeing him put in some work. Before we get into some numbers, what have you been seeing so far from him this season? You know, this season started off pretty slow. I mean, if what everybody should have figured was Sohan wasn't going to come in here and be a big-time splash. The biggest surprise to me is that he's actually in the starting rotation. I figured he would right. be coming off the bench. Uh, but seeing that he's in the starting rotation means that he's earned pops and the coaching staff as well as his teammates' trust and respect. So, that is a huge bonus, especially for Jeremy Sohan being a rookie. Uh, what I'm seeing is, you know, I see general improvements uh, throughout uh, the games uh, from month to month. So I want to see continued improvement by him. I want to see it to continue to uh, 
be an uptick on on uh, his performance. But right now, so far, so good. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Yeah, look, I mean, he's just starting his NBA career, you know, just, what, uh, three months in, now in January. So, I guess, you know, starting his fourth month. And you're really liking what you see out of him. You know, what, what surprises me the most is on the defensive end, not because he can bring it defensively. We knew that when he got drafted. Is that the Spurs are letting him defend the opposing team's best player? Ask Luka Doncic. You know, and Doncic uh, really got the Sohan treatment. Sohan was trying to get under his skin, just being a pass, and even got Doncic to react. Are you surprised that the Spurs are putting him, a rookie, on the opposing team's best player? You know, not really, because coming out of Baylor, he was uh, he was pegged as one of the better defenders in the draft, and you can kind of see it. You know, he does get into people's skin. I mean, we're not going to lie. Luca didn't have, you know, an off game against the Spurs with Sohan guarding him, but uh, he doesn't really have many off games against anybody. When it comes to Sohan, though, it's really good to see him guarding the other per- the other team's best uh, players because it, it, invo- it gets that mindset to a guy who's a defensive type player. Guys that we've seen in the past, like a Bruce Bowen and a Kawhi Leonard who have played for the Spurs, uh, they're guarding the best of the best offensive players on the other team. So it looks mm-hmm. like along the lines of those guys. So it's a really good thing to see it. Um, he's going to make a lot more mistakes like that. But you know what? It's his rookie season. So getting him to do it now instead of further along in his career is a huge bonus for the Spurs because now you've got a guy like him and hopefully soon they seem to be uh, healthy Devin Vassell. That's a really good one-two uh, punch for a defensive side. Yeah, look, you mentioned he is just a rookie. Does he still get the pop treatment? Of course, we saw that a couple games. You know, I think it was uh, recently against the Nets where pop just lit into him. Uh, you know, so he still is going to make the mistakes and pop's going to be on him. But you expect that in the season of rebuilding, the season of development, you know, whether it's Devin Vassell or Jeremy Sohan or hell, even Keldon Johnson, you know, they still, you know, are developing their game. But for Sohan to get recognized by the NBA, uh, at least to get nominated, you know, that is a pretty good uh, step in the right direction for his development. You know, and one of those steps we're seeing right now is the free throw shooting. He's gone to the one-handed free throw. Now, yeah, it's not sexy and, you know, maybe it's not cool, you know, but, you know, it's effective. He's not, he's not Steph Curry. He's not knocking down uh, free throws after free throws, but it's improvement. What do you think about him being willing to adjust his free throw up like a shot in a very unorthodox way? It's nothing bad about it. We've seen a lot of uh, different players, and I'm talking like older, older players that people are going to be like, who the hell is this, uh, have different styles of free throw shots. Rick Barry was the underhand. Jamal Wilkes' jump shot, even free throw shot, was around the head, basically. Uh, you've seen a lot of guys develop free throw uh, shooting, I guess, uh, shots, and it's whatever works. For Sohan, you know, if he's uh, comfortable shooting with one hand the way that he is, and he's actually knocking it down a little bit more now consistently, I say stick with it. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. I mean, the point of the game is to get the ball in the basket, not how you get in the basket. Yeah, yeah, and that's working fine. And slowly but surely, the offensive game is coming along. Look, did did he have a stinker versus the Nets? Yes, but I think collectively the Spurs just did. I mean, the Nets just routed them. You know, I was there, Rudy, witnessing the debacle. It was over before it even began. You could just feel it in the air that the Nets were going to put one on San Antonio. They did. So, 
you know, that loss was just collectively by the team. But, uh, you know, overall, you're seeing the progress. The numbers show it. We're going to get into that in just a few seconds. But if you're looking at Sohan so far in his rookie season, you know, we, we know the the highlights, you know, the first rookie to start since Tim Duncan, you know, getting nominated for the uh, December 2022 Rookie of the Year Award, being started, uh, you know, to defend the opposing team's best player. And we're seeing the offensive game slowly come together. He, he just how big and important piece is he in this rebuild? Uh, you know, Sershan's probably going to hate me for this, but uh, he's a big piece. He's not, you know, the main piece. He's not a very important piece. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a very disrespectful way. Uh, he, he's important to the team. He brings a defensive, uh, he brings this defense, you know, for the Spurs that they desperately need. Uh, his offense is going to struggle. He's not really an offensive player. If he is to take that next step and become more versatile on both sides of the ball, similar to a Devin Vassell, then he's a very important piece. But as of right now, I see him as a player that's just going to come in. He's going to be a really great defender. He's going to be a serviceable NBA starter because he's a starter right now. He was going to be a starter. Uh, he's just going to get the job done, and I think it's going to be mainly on the defensive end and also on the boards. Uh, mm-hmm. You saw his rebounding increase month to month. So as long as he's active uh, in the boards and he's also active on the defensive side, he's going to be a vital port, a vital piece of the Spurs uh, franchises. Mm-hmm. It's super important. At this point, I would say there's probably three or four guys ahead of him on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll push back a little bit on that. I, I think he's a very big, uh, bigger piece than maybe what you think he is in this rebuild. You know, the switchability, you know, uh, you know, very, I mean, not saying he's a duplicate of Draymond Green, but kind of in that mold. And you look at what the Warriors did with Green and surrounding him with, you know, with stars, you know, with Steph Curry. Not to say he's the focal point, but, you know, there are other stars around him. So I, I think in this rebuild, if the Spurs bring in young talent, whether it be a Wimbayana or a Scoot Henderson and, and then Keldon and De- Devin develop, I think Sohan will be a very important piece in this rebuild. All right, when we get back, we're going to look at some numbers. Look at what was Sohan putting up in the month of December to earn a, a nomination for the 2022, December 2022 NBA Rookie of the Year Award right here with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Look, if you're a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by match matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goal. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. We got those hiring achieving achievement goals in 2023. Well, now's the time to use LinkedIn jobs. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown MBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown MBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweet Philly talking about Jeremy Sohan and reacting to his nomination for the December 2022 NBA Rookie of the Year Award for the Western Conference. Now, Rudy, he did not win it. That honor went to this other rookie named Rudy Campos from San Antonio. Congratulations, Rudy. Congratulations. Thank you. Way to Thank go. You, you beat you. out. I'm, yeah. Trying to get my roses. <laughs> right, but all kidding aside, again, that award went to Keegan Murray. <laughs> so look at some numbers. So why, why did he get the nod? Well, his December was pretty good. Uh, he played 10 games, and he started seven of those. He averaged about 26 minutes per game, 11 points per game. That's been his best so far in the NBA. 6.2 rebounds, again, uh, short-term career high for uh, Sohan. 3.2 steals. I'm sorry, 3.2 assists, excuse me, just one under uh, one under <coughs> steal, like so he had like a 0.4 there. And then his field goal shooting was about 46% shooting. That three-point shot, though, still needs work, 28%. Not bad numbers. You know, obviously, Keegan Murray's putting up, you know, you know better numbers. But nevertheless, uh, before we get into those stats, I want to ask you, how much do you think so, hand on a sub five hundred team like the Spurs hurt him. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I don't think it hurts him at all. Being that it's a rookie of the year uh, and the rookie of the month type voting, uh, whether it's sub five hundred or above five hundred team, it doesn't really matter. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's more of what they do on the court uh, for Sohan. So I don't think it affects his uh, his uh, defense. I mean, I'm sorry, his uh, rookie of the month type thing. Mm-hmm. It's their performances, and he actually put up some really good performances. I mean, two games and 20-point scoring, and, you know, we'll get more into those here in a little bit here. But overall, being on the Spurs team, he's actually going to get a lot looked at more uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to the Riders and the NBA guys because uh, he's going to see how he performs and how he helps his team, mm-hmm. being that they are sub-500. Yeah, let's look at the progression now. So <laughs> his uh, rookie month, October – uh, eight points per game in six games. Then you look at mm-hmm. November, 14 games played, 8.1. And then, of course, December, that's where he exploded for 11 points per game. Even the rebounds have increased. He went from 4.3 in October, six games, to 3.9 in November, and then to 6.2. <laughs> assists has shot up, 3.2, as mentioned. And then October and November, he was averaging about two assists per game. And, again, the the, the shooting this, it tends to waver. He was a 46 to 47 to 45 now. And, of course, his three-point shooting is improving. If you want to just talk strictly numbers, he went 15% in November. I guess there's no better way to go than up when you're that low to 27% in December. Now, we're going to count January because January just began and the Spurs already got two games under their belt. Uh, I want to talk to you about the switching to kind of a point forward. Was that a smart move on the Spurs uh, to put Sohan in that position? Yeah, very smart because one one of the good things about Sohan coming out of the draft was his basketball IQ was pretty high. So knowing that he has a fall on the offensive side where he really isn't a true scorer, mm-hmm. giving him the ball, running him out of point forward is a very smart move. Frees up guys like Devin Vassell, Kelvin Johnson. He's able to run a pick and roll with a Jacoperto who's probably one, if not the best pick and roll guy. Uh, in the NBA. So what I also like is that it frees up Trey Jones too. I mean, Trey Jones is your primary point guard, but having, uh, having Jeremy run the point as a point forward 
frees him up as well. He's a very quick guy, Trey Jones. And Jesus, now I'm thinking about it. You maybe bring him up, Jeff. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he's a very quick guy. So having him off the ball, rolling off screens, getting, you know, uh, buckets down below, th- that helps him out a whole lot. So I think the offense actually runs pretty smooth with Jeremy running as the point forward. Uh, very good, very good job by Pop to recognize that as well as the coach staff. Yeah. Look, for the record, everybody, I did not bring up Trey Jones. It was Rudy, <laughs> Rudy brought him up. So that's on you, Rudy. But you know, look at the numbers, like that whole that whole thing. You know, you get the minutes, you put up the numbers, and that doesn't lie. You know, he's actually played between 30, 40 minutes this season in eight games, and the numbers don't lie, as they say. points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.4 steals. Yeah, 3.9 defensive rebounds, 2.4 offensive rebounds, 52% shooting, 40% from the three line when he plays between 30 and 40 minutes, which he has in eight games, and those are his averages. So perhaps there's something there to give him heavy minutes and there is something there. Pop has trusted him to play 30 or more minutes in eight games. So that perhaps that's something they can explore moving forward. Uh, interesting, though, is that the Spurs have only used him at center once. Once. Uh, so I really thought heading into his rookie season, we would see him play, I, I guess, <laughs> hell, now one through five now. I mean, he could technically play one through five, can he? Well, maybe not the two. Maybe one. Three, four, five, right, Rudy? Wouldn't that make uh, wouldn't that make kind of some sense that it's a good thing that he's not playing the five position more because of the emergence of Zach uh, Collins a little bit? I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah. If he was struggling, then we would probably see him a lot more at five. But with Zach doing a really good job backing up Jacoperto, I think it's able to free so him from not being uh, in the trenches with like a Embiid or a Jokic half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Looking more at some numbers from Jeremy Sohan. Uh, Oh, again, you know, he definitely loves the road. He plays better on the road uh, in uh, 15 road games. He's averaging about 10 points per game, five rebounds per game, 2.3 assists, and a 47% shooting. At home, it dips down to eight points per game, 4.3 rebounds, and... Uh, yeah, so interesting there. Even his field goal percentage goes down from 47 on the road to 46 at home. So interesting. He definitely loves those hostile crowds, Rudy. Is it the hostile crowd, or am I going to make Spurs fans mad too for two here, or is he just trying to uh, impress the other cities and hey, teams hey, so that easy. when there's a free agency come? Easy there. You're too, way too soon for that. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing. way, way, way too sad. So <laughs> there, but, but if we kind of like look at just – the last three games, so that includes the Brooklyn game. You know, not bad for Sohan. 27 uh, minutes per game, 12 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. I think, you know, before we exit this segment and looking at the numbers and why Sohan got recognized, we we, we have to mention that that shooting struggles are going to be there until he gets better. I mean, we use Draymond Green as an example. Draymond Green is not a knockdown you know, mid-range guy, or I mean, he—I guess he was for a while a three-point threat, but I mean, I think that'll come in time. Are, are you worried about Sohan's shooting? I, you know, that's a tough question because I think I am a little bit, but I'm not as concerned as 
uh, maybe everybody else. Only the fact that coming in, he wasn't a scorer. He wasn't a good shooter. He was mainly, you know, a defensive guy and a basketball IQ type of guy, someone who can run the show for your team. So scoring really wasn't a priority on my list. It was more of can you improve on the offensive side, which we kind of have seen it. I mean, let's be real. The the games that he's got, 20 against Dallas, 23 against New Orleans, Mm -hmm. and 16 against OKC in December, if you notice something, the trend on those three games are he got to the free throw line. And he got there, you know, like six, seven, ten times in those games. So I think when he is more aggressive and he draws fouls, he's closer to the basket, his percentages are going to go up. His scoring is going to go up. It's going to make it a lot easier for him to get points. So it just depends on one thing. How aggressive can Jeremy be? If he wants to be a scorer, I feel he can be a scorer. But at this point, it's not a high priority for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see how he progresses. I I think the Spurs are are going to be really happy uh, picking him at number nine as he gets better little by little, game after game, you know, see month after month. So we'll see how he fits in moving forward. But it's it's an interesting thing to think about just how vital is he in the rebuild. I think he's very vital. Rudy wouldn't go there. He'd probably take take it just a step behind me. But yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> see what young Sohan uh, develops and has in store for everybody moving forward. When we get back, we're going to quickly touch on Devin Vassell and that left knee. Is it a concern right here with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League? But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Hey, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. Uh, we just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. So if you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, well, I got the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, health is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't even know that they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What, make, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered 100% of real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come with unbelievably uh, flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. So I don't know how Built does it, but they do it. And these bars taste like a candy bar, but maintain amazing macros. And that's even better that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built bars at Built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Clubs. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. So if you're near even a Sam's Club, run run in, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, such as brownie batter churro. You can thank me later. We're back with Rudy Campos right here on Lockdown Spurs. Another flu game? Are we going to categorize this as a flu game for you? No, 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 no. This is not the flu game. This is the uh, under the weather, under the weather game. This is the game time decision, and you felt good, right? Yeah, the enough. I got the uh, enough uh, vitamins and all that good stuff, so I'm able to play. All right, good, good. We're glad you came off the bench here on Lockdown Spurs. Hey, real quick, Rudy, because we want to get you out of here so you can get rest up here. Devin Vassell, he's been dealing with left knee soreness. Now, again, very clear. We're recording this before the next game. And he was questionable. So if he plays or not, you know, we'll we'll find out. But nevertheless, you know, he's been dealing with that. He's been on the IR a lot. 
A couple of the Spurs spoke about uh, Devin Vassell's uh, knee. Josh Richardson didn't really go into it after the uh, Brooklyn game, but he did say he's aware of it. Kelton Johnson kind of went into depth with it, saying that the uh, training staff would not have let him play against the Nets. They did, but Kelton Johnson's aware that Vassell is still trying to get back over that little uh, left knee soreness there. Are you worried about this? You know, yes, I am. I'm going to say that. Um, you're talking about the left knee. Devin is a right-handed shooter. Left knee is his explosive knee. So if you're having knee issues, it's very concerning. Um, is it a twist? Is it, you know, a sprain? We have, nobody really truly knows. But anytime that it's a left knee, especially if you're knee, you're exposing, exposing knee, basically. Uh-huh. Um, it's very concerning, man. That's where you get your lift off. You know, he's going to be – he's a jump shooter. He's got to have good lift. He's got to have good form. He's getting to the basket. He's going to get a lot of contact. It's something that I would like to see them slowly bring him along on. Um, it, it's something you really don't want to mess with, especially, like I said, on that knee area. I, I'm concerned. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty concerned. I wouldn't mm-hmm. doubt if he misses more time, uh, probably with the next couple of weeks even. Uh, mm-hmm. But if he plays, he's going to be real ginger on it. Yeah, you saw that game versus Brooklyn. Now, look, they could have just pulled him out because the Spurs were just getting you know, curb stomped. But, mm. you know, didn't look like the Devin Vassell. You know, his numbers haven't been – I mean, they've been good, but they haven't been those, whoa, Devin had a great game. Did you see that kind of uh, reaction when you look at the box score? Hopefully he'll get better. But, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that as the season moves on. And, look, really, they're, they're, they're not going to win a title. They're not even going to have a post-game appearance, post-season appearance. So there's mm. still that draft lottery odds you can bump up. Just get one of those slots at 14%. And, oh, no, Vassell, he can't go today versus New York or Golden State. Darn it. Oh, well. <laughs> Wemby, here we come. All right, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Jeremy Sohan getting nominated for the December 22, 2022 NBA Rookie of the Year Award, Western Conference? Uh, thoughts? Did we miss anything we got to bring up? Let us know. You can let Rudy know on Twitter, at Sweep the League. Rudy, tell us about uh, Sweep. Yeah, Sweep the League comes to you every single week with podcasts available. We come to you with NFL, NBA talk, and all the good stuff about life and life hacks. But, of course, before we go, man, that's everybody's favorite segment. Uh, we're celebrating Spurs uh, 50 years, San Antonio Spurs basketball. Let's bring up a couple of names. People don't realize that back in the day, the Portland Trailblazers had Clyde Drexler. Those teams that went to the NBA Finals, did you realize that three of those starters were former Spurs? Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, and Kevin Duckworth. We're all starters. Mm. We're all players for the San Antonio Spurs. Shout out to one of my guys growing up. You know, my dad was a fan of his. Captain Lay, Jimmy Silas, and Kobe mm-hmm. Dietrich. Paul Griffin, yes. the old guys. Giving them the some guys. love. So, yeah, I'm definitely celebrating more Spurs uh, 50-year history. All right, I'm going to do one here. Remember, um, this guy wore a silver and black jersey, Kevin Martin. Remember him? Kevin Martin, Yeah. <laughs> I do remember Kevin Martin. Wow. That's a real, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. Right. See, I could do it too, Rudy. But yeah, uh, thanks again. How about a Rudy Heisman Comp- Trophy winner? Charlie Ward. Good Lord. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> he was just there for a season or a half a season. Why do I feel like they picked him up was, mid-season? I think it was like a quarter of the season. Quarter season, quarters yeah. Of the season. See? <laughs> Rudy coming off the bench, giving you that knowledge, even though he's still under the weather. So thanks. Again, to Rudy Campos for joining us here on Lockdown Spurs. But for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock. Well, cannot put a lock yet. 
because I got to remind you quickly about the uh, second listen of the day. You got to listen to Game to Game NBA. Uh, look, every moment right here on Lockdown Spurs is captured about the silver and black, but that game to game right here on the Lockdown Network is what you need every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that is only that Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts, as well as for Locked On Spurs, Kins 5 Plus app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Now for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Thank you.